Using an overpriced trash bag? Pricey, pricey, pricey! A bag that breaks? Whippy, whippy, whippy! Or a smelly bag? Stinky, stinky, stinky! You gotta snag Hefty's Ultra Strong Trash Bag. Always at an ultra low price. Hefty, hefty, hefty! It has Arm & Hammer odor control, so your nose and your wallet will be... Happy, happy, happy! Hefty Ultra Strong Trash Bags. Hefty Strong, all day long. Hefty, hefty, hefty! If you are heading to the ballpark to watch any of the MLB playoffs, you are going to want to download Fanvolt, the newest iPhone app made for sports. With Fanvolt, you can check in, connect with mutual friends at games, organize and search for tailgate, track the game stats, upload photos, and preserve what should be lasting memory. As the people of Fanvolt say, whether your team wins or loses, stay at the ballpark is a happy memory. That's Fanvolt, one word. Download Fanvolt today on your iOS device, but more importantly, enjoy the game. Back with you on Weissman and Oz on I-95 Sports Network. I'm Errol. I'm back with my partner, Stephen, who's back in the studio today. It's about time. It's been too long, my friend. Two shows. How you doing? Glad to be back, Errol. And you know what? I had a great weekend in Atlantic City and Washington, D.C. as well to uh, watch some Islanders Capitals. And unfortunately, the Islanders didn't come away with a win, but they showed some strong points. And I'm looking forward to Talking hockey, it's finally back. Okay. I remember when we started the show, we were talking, you know, Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, it's been, wow. <laughs> Time's gone by quick. Uh, if you want to call up, it's 1605-562-8001. Press 5 to call and give your opinion. You know, it's always a disappointment. I've actually knocked on wood. Every time I've gone on the road, my team has won, thankfully. So I know that Washington's, you know, you're under uh, Before we even start this, I also wanted to... Uh, you know, plug in one thing. Uh, if you didn't know, we were on the SMD, uh, our show, Weissman and Oz, is on the SMD podcast channel. Our good friend, Stephen Nassanowitz, uh, has his own podcast as well and is very uh, helpful with, you know, showing our show off to viewers on SoundCloud. So, very, uh, very much thanks to uh, Stephen. But... You want to start off with some giant socks, Errol? Oh, my God. Listen, every Sunday, I try to sit down and try to enjoy myself. And, but there's a possibility of mass aggravation. Uh, this is the team that does it for me, clearly. Yesterday, thank we didn't have that. Listen, I don't know if you watched because I know you're driving back from D.C., right? I don't know if you watched much of the game. Couldn't really get much of it. I listened to the video, but... It took them past the first quarter to get a first down. And when they did, the stadium erupted. I thought it was a hockey stadium scoring a goal. This this team has so many deficiencies, but at the end of the day, get the W and worry about it later. Now, let me tell you, although Beckham, phenomenal. Eli Manning, fantastic, brilliant. Oh, God. The pass rush, gruesome. I, this $200 million defense has to cut down. Janoris Jenkins played fantastic yesterday. Even his, listen, this guy has played so well. There was a play that was going down the field to Mike Wallace. And Mike Wallace gets, uh, catches the ball on a go route. Janoris Jenkins pulls him down by his face mask. There was a 15-yard penalty. But let me tell you this. Without that penalty, he's gone for a touchdown. Even Janoris Jenkins' penalties are even good. So the fact that – and you know what? I'll say this. You know what's been, what's been a big weakness for the Giants over the past decade? What? Linebackers. Let me tell you. Linebackers aren't too – I'm very satisfied with what I've seen from Shepard. From Casillas and from Kennard and Keenan Robinson also. 
Now, there's one problem. There's one big problem with the offense, Steven. I know you can guess what it is. There's two big problems. Three. Wow, look at me. I'm just counting them up. The offensive line is still terrible. And because the offensive line is terrible, the running game, which is already mediocre, just turns to bad. And the tight ends, sorry, Will Ty, Mr. What's the Seawolf? You're not a Seawolf anymore. Uh, hmm. The tight ends are just bad, man. Yeah. Larry the hell. I haven't seen much from him. He's just lost up this. I, you know, I never like to call people dumb. This guy's dumb. He really – the IQ level is so low with him, with all the tight ends, really. I just Some of them just do – Jarrell Adams, six-round pick out of South Carolina this past year. Gets It's fourth and two. The, the Ravens are punting it away. And – he he he's he's lined up all sides. Not even that he went over. He's lined up all sides. Is this, this team still? The stupid penalties also that get this team. Oh god! But thank God we're you know talking about a win instead of a loss. This team is so still undisciplined. That's disgusting. The pass interference. Oh oh, what's this guy's name from Houston? Oh Zvi with the the late hit on Flacco. I mean this team is so undisciplined. But at 3-3, three and three, you had two tough games against the Packers and the Vikings. So I'm okay with where they're at. They should be 4-2. That does aggravate me a little bit. But did you see their schedule? I know. Oh, they're in London next week. Oh, I love morning football. Yeah. Who, who doesn't love, love uh, you know, 9 a.m. football, especially our Giants? Listen, their, their schedule is not terrifying. You have... London and LA, uh, London against LA. You have the Eagles, but you got them at home. You have the Bengals on Monday night, but, you know, Andy, Andy Dalton in primetime, what could go wrong, right? No, right. a lot. <laughs> you got the Bears, who are just god awful. The Browns, we know about them. The Steelers, you don't know if Ben's going to be healthy or not. His new recent knee surgery, which, I, from everything I'm hearing, it's not supposed to be too serious. They're cleaning up his meniscus, not repairing it. The Cowboys and Lions, the Eagles, the Redskins. So it's not a gruesome schedule. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with that. Yeah, and you know it was a big blow, you know, for my fantasy team this weekend with uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Well, we don't know how long he's going to be. Uh, listen, man, you can find a quarterback on the waiver wire. Actually, maybe not. I shouldn't talk. Ed Brady for four games and went one and three. The quarterbacks I picked just got awful. Yeah. So I mean, but you know. Uh, like you were saying, the, uh, that offensive – sorry, my word stumbling again. But uh, that defensive line uh, really didn't hold up that great. You know, I had Terrence West in fantasy, and he ran all – as I can tell, I can see from my team, he ran all over them yesterday. I, I'll say this about the defensive uh, – about the uh, the run stop. Actually, they're the only team to keep Ezekiel Elliott under 100 yards this season so far. It's not – it's not bad. I mean, it, there's a lot left to be desired, but they haven't been terrible at defending the run. It's just a pass rush, man. I mean, you know, Joe Flacco. I mean, seriously, Joe Flacco could have stopped, made a pot of soup, called his girlfriend, and still had time to throw the ball yesterday. And there is no pass rush. Olivia Vernon has not been great. Pierre Paul has not been great. The other guys in this defense, I mean, they have no third pass rush. You wanted, you know, Ziggy Dua to be that guy, but he makes stupid mistakes like he did yesterday. So a, a win, a win is a win. A win is a win, and we got even some football tonight. Some local football uh, with the New York Jets versus the Arizona Cardinals. What do you think of that game, Errol? Well, I'll say this: Jets are good at stopping the run. They need to keep David Johnson to a minimum. 
And I told, I said, I'll, I, you know, I think they'll cover this game. I think they'll lose close. If they lose this game, though, they're done. Yeah, I, uh, say, I guess you could say that. And if Fitzpatrick has a horrible game, oh god, uh, here comes Bryce Petty next week. Yeah, he actually just got healthy the other day. He practiced this week. I don't want to see Gino anywhere. This no, game. well, I, I, to be honest, I was thinking about this. I think they would put Gino in if this, if they say the season they want to see what they have left to Gino. I don't see him being on the team next year. But if they have anything left, see what he is. What happens if he actually, you know? Turns out to do well the next, what, eight games. But, it, but what do you have? Everyone's like, well, let's see what he's got. I've seen what he's had. I've seen what he's had for the past three years. He doesn't have much. He doesn't offer much. He's got a big arm. Yeah, he can't. he's not accurate with the football. He doesn't stay in the pocket well. He, he doesn't throw the football away, for Christ's sake. I mean, you pay $12 million to bring Fitzpatrick in. You know, I had a couple callers last week. Talking about how well Fitzpatrick doesn't play well. Well, you're taking Fitzpatrick out of his realm of, of comfortable uh, of, of being comfortable. Do you know before yesterday? Because I, you know, obviously Ben did play yesterday. Not much, but coming into this week, he was tied for fifth in pass attempts with Ben Roethlisberger. Really, Fitzpatrick. It's not his game, and you do miss Irene in the beginning of the season. You know, we were talking about don't run Forte into the ground. Now, where is he? You got to give him the ball. You can't Fitzpatrick Fitzpatrick is not a gunslinger. You and I both no, know no, that. He's not. So we'll see what happens tonight. Fitzpatrick has to play well. And we've seen, you know, at one and five, I don't know how how much breeding we got left if you're the Jets. But the Cardinals just haven't been, you know, the Arizona Cardinals this season. And, you know, that's why I think the Jets actually have a chance at this at this game. You know, they can stop the wrong game. But the offense just hasn't been there for Arizona. Carson Palmer wasn't really healthy, and you're not really using the big three in good spots. Yeah, you're right on that. You know, the Cardinals give you very little confidence that they can actually go, that they'll actually go out there and win this game. Now, who knows? That might this might be one of the situations. Just every year we see an NFC team just not being able to beat any of their AFC opponents for some whatever. For some reason, I have no idea why. But you're right. The Cardinals give you no confidence. They give you very little confidence that they can actually go out there and smack the Jets around, which is why the Jets do have a chance. Now, Revis is supposed to play. Uh, Mangold and Harris, I was just listening in the car to uh, Rich Cimini before I got here. They're supposed to play. So they're going to be full. look like they're going to be fully healthy aside from, of course, Eric Decker. That's another issue we get into. Yeah, and I don't know. He's so, I don't know how they're gonna deal with this Decker injury. I mean, he's so important to this team. Who's your second guy? Quincy Anuma. Anuma has played well, but when you bring guys into a third spot situation, to it, you need to be the second option. Now people crumble under that pressure, or people are paying more attention to you. I haven't seen enough of Anuma to to have confidence in that. It has to be the defense. I mean, you got to get in that defensive battle. This defense has to play better. Muhammad Wilkerson, Mr. $89 million man, has to play. Have yeah. you, has he played? Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I see. Yeah, but I've seen I've seen his time on the field. I just don't see him. He's not visible. Exactly. Well. That's what I was saying. He hasn't been good at all. Yeah, Richards is playing out of position. You can tell he's aggravated. Leonard Williams is the only guy on the line that's actually playing well. This defense hasn't been good. It was supposed to be the rock. supposed to be the strike. It hasn't. No, it really hasn't. And uh, 
been really disappointing, to say the least. This has been a topsy-turvy start to the season. I mean, you got the Minnesota Vikings losing half their offensive line, their quarterback, their running back. They're the only team that's sitting undefeated right now. You have Dex Prescott with five, leading the Cowboys to a 5-1 record. They barely used Matt Forte. I mean, I know they, they were killing him the first two weeks of the season, but, like, you okay there? Yeah, just a little hot. I've been, I've been feeling a little bit out of the weather. But, yeah, but you got Matt Forte. Use him. You know what I mean? Uh, listen, what would you bring him in for? Exactly. I mean, yeah, you're missing Chris Ivory, and he's not even having that great of a season. Well, he had that health problem out in um, out in Jacksonville. I mean, he's on the field now, but he, he can't, and Forte can't be a workhorse. He's not at that age anymore. Now, below Powell, we mix him in with a little bit of below Powell. It's a different story. But they haven't been doing that. And the, the way Shane Daly has been calling games is a little bit peculiar. Fitzpatrick's been good in the first half, and you try to overuse him in the second half. But a reason for that is that this defense just isn't playing up to par. You're playing catch-up in a lot of these games. You can't be doing that. You have to go into the fourth quarter to play preserved, to play conservative, and to play with an edge. This team doesn't have an edge right now. No, it doesn't. Hopefully they can turn it around tonight. Maybe... You know, they could get sneaking a win and turn their season around. I'll say this. And I know some of us sometimes are just sick of Beckham's crap. I mean, seriously. But he's a fantastic player. He gives that team an edge. The Jets don't have that guy. I'm not talking about talent-wise because not a lot of people are as talented, if not talent, more talented than ODB. But the, the Jets don't have a guy at that edge, that guy with that attitude, the guy who's going to fire you up. They don't have that. You thought maybe it could be Brandon Marshall, but it's – He's a leader on the field. He's not, he's not at that age anymore where he's going to be loud and in your face. So, uh, around the league a little bit, how about those Packers, man? I can't believe it. I, I mean, just, I mean, let me give you a set of Dallas has, has been great. That push-up's been unbelievable. Did you expect this from the Cowboys team? Not to this caliber. I expected success. I mean, listen, Dak Prescott... And Ezekiel Elliott has just shattered my expectations for both of them. And so is the defense, too. The defense has played very well. They played very well against Aaron Rodgers just today. Ezekiel Elliott did not allow – Ezekiel Elliott rushed for over 130 yards for third straight game. That was – when one that, in that one game more – now, I didn't pick uh, I didn't pick Ezekiel Elliott on Daily Fantasy yesterday because the Packers' run defense was the best in the league. Gave up more yards to Ezekiel Elliott than they have in the past four games. Unbelievable. Or five games, rather. It's yeah. – it scares me, man. And all of a sudden, the Giants are in that are in that mediocre division that you thought they were. Yeah, right. And they're in a very good division. There are three teams over. There are three teams five hundred or above. The Redskins have won three in a row. Although when you look at their schedule, they're going to come back to earth a little bit. But Dallas scares me, especially now. One thing can work into our favor. Jerry Jones wants Tony Romo as his quarterback. Uh, yeah, and we all know how that's going to work out. When you have two quarterbacks, you really have nothing. Then it creates controversy. So we'll see what happens with this team. The Carolina Panthers too. Man. I mean, they they, they look dumb. one and five. They're not coming. They're done. They, you, <sighs> Unless there's some miraculous comeback, but not the way Cam Newton's been been playing. You know, he's I know he's been injured and played great. Offense is great yesterday. Defense has been torched. Yeah, I, yeah. <sighs> Excuse me, but um, but even with the, even the Patriots yesterday too, they were great. Tom Brady's first game back. Let me tell you, well, first game back at home. At home Let yeah. me tell you, with Big Ben getting hurt, this conference, this this AFC just looks all pats. 
And I know you had a certain somebody not that one on overtime. Oh God, that was come terrible. on. That was game was awful. He was oh Steve. I understand the game was horrible, but a win's a win. A win is a win, and we finally saw something out of Lamar Miller last night. Very well for me in Daily Fantasy. He's been great this season, Lamar Miller. Well, I was he scored his first touchdown yesterday, and finally, I mean, he finally broke out. But you can't rely on Brock Osweiler. Brock Osweiler took a half to figure out a Colts defense has been. They couldn't defend you and me. I, I mean, I'm sorry. This is all Pat. No one's beating them. The only team I can see beating them is Ben's healthy. Ben's 100% healthy. And they could win in a shootout or the Ravens. Because just John, when it's John Harbaugh and it's Bill Belichick, Harbaugh, you have Harbaugh and you have Flacco, you have a chance. You have Suggs, you have a chance. Now, it still looks like Suggs got hurt, too. Yes, I saw you. Uh... Uh, he got a little hurt though. Triceps. So it doesn't seem to be an ending, but he's a tough, you know, tough that guy. It's scary. Oh, just terrifying. So we'll see. There's been a lot going on in the NFL. Like, remember when we're declaring Rex Ryan as fired? He's won four in a row, and LaShawn McCoy looks like he's 23 years old again. My MVP of the season so far, LaShawn McCoy. Without a doubt. He's been great. Oh, that's is that. I mean, you want to talk about him or, him or Matt Ryan, either which way. Either way. I mean, another... Speak about the Atlanta Falcons that disappointing loss yesterday. Oh, did you see the P.I., the Miss P.I. call? No, I didn't. Sherman was literally holding down on Julio Jones' arm. No call. No foul call. Well, you got DRC, who's in front of the defender, something we didn't mention, in front of Rashard Perryman. Perryman's hitting him from his back. He's in front of him, ready to make a play, and they call an offensive foul. A defensive pass interference call on Cromartie. Wait, that that officiating was grievous yesterday. It was? Oh, terrible. Oh, dude, you have no clue. Eli threw two picks, right? I, I, based on the stats, I thought Eli had a great game. Eli was phenomenal. Those two picks were extremely flawed, and I'll tell you why. One was at the end of the half. He just threw it up there, you know, hoping for a fluky, a fluky play. It was picked off. It, it, time expired. It didn't mean much. Uh, the other one, Shepard was interfering with, got pushed in the back, and it got intercepted. Another, another missed call. It was just so... So terrible. But around the week, oh God, remember you and I, our NFC Championship pick isn't looking too well. Though. No, it's not. The Panthers and the Cardinals. I mean, both these teams can miss the playoffs. The playoffs ended today. Or the playoffs that's good today. for football. We'll see a surprise team up there. Well, if we ended the season today, now we're more than a quarter way through. In the AFC, would round up like this. It'd be New England, Houston, Pittsburgh, Oakland, Denver, oh, Houston, Buffalo. Huh? Yeah. Okay, calm down. You want to know who the Houston's played? You want to know who Houston's played? I know who they've been playing. They, you know the, the Bears? The Chiefs? I'll give, them, I'll give them credit for that one. They beat the Titans. Moving good this season. They beat the Car- uh, the Colts. And the games that they lost, the Texans, the Pats, they have just looked abominable. Terrible. Just saying, when Brock Osweiler goes up against a good defense in the postseason, good luck. Because he is going to get exposed beyond exposure. Even if the next postseason, I won my bet. You do, you do, you do. I love, I love how conservative you are with your bet. You pick them to go to the Super Bowl, and you bet that they'll make the playoffs. And if the NFC would round out as Minnesota, Dallas, Seattle, Atlanta, Washington, Green Bay. If you want to get crazy with it, you can start looking at the wild card for the for the Giants, and they can't win this division. Just win your division games, and all comes all comes come to fruition. Now, we have missed the last couple weeks. Yes, together. Fun. Together. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, we did. Uh, we did lose a friend last week and canceled the show. Um, Monday you were 
Monday we're still a little bit beat up. Friday you decided to ditch me for no, I'm just kidding. I hope you had a good time by the way. I had a great time. That was a nice city. You know <laughs> besides the loss of, of from the Islander team, I'm very I'm happy hockey's back, by the way. Uh, I I was watching the Islander range game on Thursday. The Islanders just looked beat. They didn't look ready well, to start the season. We had Rob actually talking about it on which we're gonna get him on the show again. He's fantastic on Friday. Let me tell you, from the island, and I asked him this, and he said, and he agreed. If the Islanders get off to a rough start, Capuano's going to get an overdue departure. That guy should be fired a couple years ago. Oh, without a doubt. This team has, I told you, they remind me of the Avalanche from a few years ago, that 110-point team, I think it was. It was well over 100 points. They remind me of them. They're fast, they're young. They have one of the best players, if not the best player in hockey, two-way player in hockey. They have a good goaltender, and they got veterans on that on that team. Can you start crying? No, you I'm just you that happy? No, I'm just saying this team is not going to win a Stanley Cup with an AHL coach. I've been saying this in the past at least two years. Jack Capuano is not an NHL coach. He looks like uh, he looks like Fred Flintstone, a car, a car salesman. I just, I'm just not a big Toronto fan. I apologize. Yeah, and we're going to get more into it after a quick break. Introducing the SND Podcast channel, your new source for all types of podcasts. We are looking for new podcasts to add to our channel. So if you ever wanted to start a podcast, reach out to us via Twitter, DM, or just add us at SND Podcast. Or message us on Facebook or even email us at SNDPodcast at gmail.com. Once you reach out to us, we'll tell you the best way to create a podcast. All types of podcasts are, are welcome. So anything you want to talk about for a podcast, just let us know. No idea is a bad idea. We're already on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play, and all other podcast apps. All you have to do is record the podcast. So hit us up soon so you can start your podcast now. All right, we're back on Wednesday night on the 995 Sports Network. So I'm going to call in again. The number is 1605-862-8001. Um, Press 5 to join in on the excuse me, on the conversation. Now, back to the game that on Thursday that you missed the show for the next day. Uh, what did you see from your island that you did like, though? What I did like, I did like the little resilience, resiliency at the end of the games. I didn't see much uh, during the games. I like what I saw from the kids. Uh, let's talk about Saturday's game against the Capitals in Washington. Matt Barzal starts his NHL career off with to penalties. Wasn't he playing with, he was playing, I saw something, he was playing with the puck in the penalty box and they gave him an extra. Listen, yeah, well, for, uh, I'll get to that. The I first penalty was the, I believe it was a, it was an interference call. And I was, okay with the call, I was fine. I almost killed the penalty. He's about to come out of the box. The puck is right by the box, uh, the penalty box. He takes a stick and just puts it on the ice. And plays the puck as he stood standing in the box. Rookie mistake. Uh, rookie mistake. Rookie that's mistake. Just, that's just a lack of common sense. Rookie mistake. I'm sure he had the jitters, the nerves. Don't do it again. I'm sure he got what came from him from Jack Capuano. I hope. Now, now I've seen a lot of rave about the kid that got sent down. Um, Ho Sung Ho. No, Ho Sang. Ho Sang. Okay. What's up with him now? He's not up here. Why, why didn't they want him he's, up here? I heard he's got a lot of potential. He's going to have a... He does have a lot of potential. And, you know, he had some immaturity problems. 
uh, back in the past where he didn't uh, wake up from his alarm and missed the first day of training camp two seasons ago, and he got sent down right away after that. But uh, it seems like he's matured from the the training camp games I've watched and uh, you know the preseason stuff. He Hoskin looks ready, and I'm very excited to see what we have in store with Josh Hosan. Now, now, if he was to come up, who's coming out of the lineup? Because it seems pretty stable once before. That's the thing. I mean, we've been seeing these two kids, Anthony Bavulia and Matt Barzal, uh, in this lineup. And you know what? They haven't. From they've each played one or two games each. I mean, Bavulia played played Thursday and last night. Barzal just got got in the game on uh, Saturday, and. I like what I see from Barzal a lot. You know, besides the penalties, the three penalties, uh, the three penalties he took in the game, I really liked what I saw from Barzal. He is very good with puck possession. Uh, he got some power play time as well. Looked great. And, you know, Anthony Bavoulier, he looked good on Thursday. I, he was moving around the ice even without the puck. Yesterday, he looked just invisible, in my opinion. Uh, so I, I, I think, and, they're both probably going to get their non-game, uh, what's it called, their non-game NHL third, uh, for juniors. One of them's going to get sent back to juniors, and I'm not sure who, who it's going to be. They're both 19 years old, so they can't go to Bridgeport uh, this season. But I think, if anything, they're going to replace one of them. And they also got to remember, they have Ryan Kulak in the... Uh, and Bridgeport as well. I was surprised he got sent down. He played well in the postseason. He was year. incredible. And, you know, that was due to the signing of Dennis Sonnenberg, who has been unbelievable so far. Great veteran signing. Well, when great they, move. When they signed him, I saw there was a lot of speculation on someone might might have been getting traded, but I guess their thought process, maybe Pulak does need a little bit more time. I Yeah, possibly. But I can also see guy, a guy like Kevin Mahan on the move uh, in the near future. I think, you know, Johnny Boychuk and Letty obviously here to stay. Hamnick staying. <laughs> and, you know, with Sonnenberg Son, and Hickey, they've been both been great. I mean, Hickey, not so great yesterday. Uh, and let me tell you this, Hamnick and Letty have just been dreadful so far to start the season. But, uh, it's games, early. It's three, early. With three, three, game, three games in. With three games in. I'm not, I'm not panicking. You know, actually, someone actually called up. It was uh, Joe from New York City. Actually called up and started trying to tell me how John Tavares. How uh, people actually play worse when they're on line with John Tavares. I defended, you know, I defended your team, your player that day. I think I deserve a little bit. Now, if someone called up, you were doing the show by yourself, and someone called up and started bashing one of my players that did not deserve to to be bashed. You would start bashing along with them. Am mm-hmm. I wrong? I'm just saying. Say if someone called up and. I don't know, started bashing Lundqvist or started bashing... I would never bash Lundqvist. He's the best NHL goalie. Stefan or, or Cry or someone. Now, obviously, the Rangers... I'm not a Cry. The, the Rangers... See that goal the other night? The Rangers do not have a guy of that cal- of John Tavares' caliber. Not a lot of players... Not a lot of teams do because, again, I think very highly of him. Especially as a two-way hockey player, his defense is very overlooked. But, again, we're going to get back to hockey in a bit. Something that's been overdue. We have not been able to give a fi- our final MLB award predictions. So let's get started, Steve. Well, we want to start with the NLDAL. So with the 
Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Start the AL. Go ahead. You want to go first? Yeah, my AL MVP. I'm gonna have to go with. Big Poppy David Ortiz. You know, final season uh, in baseball as a player, and he had a ridiculous, crazy season putting up those numbers. And unfortunately, they didn't make it past the divisional series in the playoffs. The team hasn't lost a game, the Indians, yet. They haven't lost a game in the playoffs season, yet. No, no, they're great, Cleveland. But I'm going to have to go with Big Poppy. Um, I'm going to go, and I. I wish we did this a couple of weeks ago because my thoughts are contradicted now. I'm going to stick with what I had when I had this set up, but unfortunate, unfortunate events. Uh, I'm going to go with Betts. Now, I was judging off between Betts or Altuve because I was waiting to see if, if the Astros would make the postseason. Clearly, they did. Numbers-wise, it would probably be Altuve, but, you know, the way these MLB riders work, they like to take the teams that um, actually – made the postseason. So I'm going to go with Mickey Betts for the AL MVP. Okay. Let's talk so young. What about him? Oh, the reward. So this was actually came pretty close. Uh, by the way, by the way, Mickey Betts, 31 home runs, 113 RBIs, batting average of 318. Snub this man, I dare you. Go ahead. This was actually, this came to a closer decision than I thought it would be. But, uh, Came down to either Corey Kluber or Rick Porcello. And I'm going to have to go another Red Sox player in my awards, Rick Porcello. The season he had 22 wins, 4 losses. ERA is 315. I mean, Kluber wasn't far off from that with a 3 uh, I believe it was... Th- Actually, they had, he had a lower ERA of 314. That's why it's, uh, I'd give it to either one of them. But, I well, mean, Rick Porcello was great. Porcello season. was consistent. Especially in the second half. Oh, he was consistent. Yeah, he was consistent all of the, the whole entire year. Kluber did have his struggles in the beginning. Yes. But he obviously has the ability to be more dominant. No, of course. But uh, if I had to go with one guy, I'd go Porcello. I actually didn't even have either. I had Porcello in mind. I didn't have Kluber in mind, but I'm not even going with Porcello. I'm going outside the box. Um, I'm going to go with Zach Britton. When a reliever comes in, he pitched 50-plus, almost 60 innings. When a reliever comes in, doesn't give up a single run. Not a How many runs did he give up? Did he give up a run this year? Look at it. No, exactly. So the fact that this guy and his case, his case is helped even more by, uh, what's his name? Wow. Uh, Showalter not putting him in the game. In the wild card one. That's something we didn't discuss last week either. Do you remember that one? Yeah, I, I couldn't believe Buck Showalter's decision on that one. He had... A 0.54 ERA. 47 saves. He gave up one run. It was a home run. This guy, I mean, when, when relievers come up like this, when they have seasons like this, I don't think he can pass it up. So I'm going to go with Britain. Okay. And um, now let's go rookie, uh, rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. You know my pick, Gareth Sanchez. Yeah, we, we, we agree on this one. Uh, he's played such, uh, uh, under 50 games. Am I correct on that? Yeah, and the fact that people criticize him for that, not criticize him, but devalue him for this award is is totally absurd. And I'm not the biggest, I'm obviously not a Yankee fan, but you have to respect what you see on the on the field with what Gary Sanchez did. Uh, something he's, no baseball player has ever done before, no rookie has ever done before. He put up numbers that you he couldn't was, imagine. He was breaking records. Uh, he was breaking records. Now, 
last time when we did the half season, <coughs> excuse me, you had Fulmer, right? I did. I did. I couldn't even tell you who I had, honestly. Um, I believe it was Naquin from from the from the Indians. I the fact that this guy, I, and I'll get your numbers here. Um, I, he. I mean, seriously though, he's they call him the Kraken. I love that. The fact that he would, the fact that he is devalued for playing less games than everybody else, is totally ridiculous. Now, Fulmer, like I said, I said a couple weeks ago, Fulmer was a fad. Okay, he came in, he was cool for a while, he was really good, and then he fell off, and it showed down the stretch this past season. I, I, I mean, seriously. So we both actually agreed on something. Uh, Jerry Sanchez's stats. 299, 20 home runs, 42 RBI. Someone tells me he's not going to get it, though. No, I think they're exactly what we just said. I think they're not going to give it to him because he didn't play that many. He played 53 games. Uh, that could be a big reason for it. But come on. I mean, forget it. If he doesn't win, I'm going to be aggravated. Yeah. Uh, manager of the year? I think this one's easy to me. Uh, Who's first? Uh, Terry Francona. I mean, can, can yeah, no, yeah. <coughs> Francona. Yeah. Uh, the fact they didn't have Brantley all year. Lindor, oh, Lindor is fantastic. The catching position was a mess this year. <laughs> Bullpen. Uh, I was also maybe thinking Jeff Battister. Yeah, he did a no, listen. He did a great job too. I just think, you know, the Indians haven't been in the postseason. God knows how in how many years now, nine, ten years. Uh, the fact that uh, you know, the pitcher was going down. Kluber, Kluber wasn't that great in the beginning of the season. Salazar went down. Carrasco went down. You know he did a fantastic job, and look where he has his team now. Two wins away from a from a World Series uh, appearance. So I'll switch to the NL MVP. No one else but Daniel Murphy. Oh, come on, and, man. Yeah, I can think of one. I'll tell you in a second. But go ahead. I guess you could put other players like like uh, Corey Seager or he did make a good run at the end. Work. But Murphy was one point away from winning the batting title this year. And look at Harper's numbers. Like, this team's nowhere without Daniel Murphy. That's a good point. If this team didn't sign Murphy, this team might not be in the postseason. The Mets could have won the division. I'm just saying. Don't mention the M word right now. I'm I'm just saying. But Murphy had such an unbelievable season. No, I'll admit it. No one expected what he did this season. I expected him to have a great season because I've always thought he's such a great player or very, very good player. Daniel Murphy's my MVP. He had a fantastic year. Um, 292, 39 home runs, 102 RBIs. How many home runs? No, no, no. This is, this is my pick. This is Chris Bryant, baby. Oh. Yeah. Uh, this guy can play first. He can play left field. He can play third. He can play right at all high. So this guy can play three, three or four positions. Play him at a high level. His stat, his stats at the player are ridiculous. I'm gonna go with Chris Bryant. It's not even close. I, I, I can't argue with that one. He's great. <laughs> I, would either be him or Murphy for me. Yeah. All right. So uh, the NL Cy Young Award winner is for Stephen Weissman. Clayton Kershaw. Or no, it was either gonna be Kershaw or, or Max Scherzer. And it's an either or for me. Kershaw, I'm just probably looking at his playoff playoffs right now. He's been so unbelievable, Kershaw. Uh, besides the injury that he had in the middle of the season, Kershaw's been unbelievable. But if you want to look at Scherzer's numbers, like, I had it up. Uh, 
hold on. Uh, he, he went, he had 284 strikeouts, almost 300 strikeouts, 20 and 7, just under 3 ERA. Uh, come on, like, Nationals, they've been great. And Max Scherzer was their ace all season. So, uh, uh, give me Max Scherzer. Uh, he has been fantastic all year. He was the reason why that pitching actually stayed afloat. 20 and 7, you're already under 3. Um, I'm going to go, I was between him and someone else. I'm going to go with Kyle Hendricks. Now, I know the strikeouts is a big difference. I mean, 170 for, uh, 170 for Hendricks, uh, almost 300 for Scherzer. But the fact that this guy throws low 90s fastball. Not great breaking stuff. A big ground ball pitcher. And it took him till his last start of the year, which meant nothing. His last start of the year to uh, get his ERA over one or over two was totally phenomenal to me. I think the fact that he's not a big strikeout pitcher just helps his fact more, helps his case more. So I'm going to go with Hendricks. And something I just wanted to mention. <laughs> I was looking at like an ESPN projected uh, awards. Website mm-hmm. and it says Jerich Familia in the seventh projection. Uh, I'm a little confused. Probably because the amount of saves he had over. Yeah, he had over fifty, I guess. And you have that up right there. Yeah, uh, you know another guy, Lester. You could have done Lester. Well, yeah, got a lot of relievers. Ken, yeah, Kenley Jansen. Uh Jansen was fantastic as well. And Melanson. Yeah, the big on relievers. I think if you have a year like Zach Britton had, I have no problem giving you. Giving you the uh, yeah, I still I still prefer to give a starter. They pitch more throughout the season. Oh God, I got Jesus Christ! I need some uh, Nyquil or something. You gotta get yourself healthy, man. Yeah, I am healthy. Listen, I'm more at least I'm more healthy than uh, the Halak is right now. Seriously. He, hey, he he was great. Well, yeah, we'll get to that. Give it a couple of weeks. All right. Um. Uh, what are we on? NL MVP. NL. No, we uh. This is so. We did an L- NL MVP. I mean, NL Rookie of the Year, which is so unanimous. Is, is, yeah, of course, Egan. 1,000%. No, no I couldn't even think of a close second now that I'm thinking about you it. You know who had a great season? Trey Turner, but... Yes, that's, that is correct, but there's no... I mean, Seager... Not enough over, games. No, not even that. There's not enough games. I mean, Seager was in the conversation for MVP, let alone Rookie of the Year, yeah. so... Uh, Seager's an easy choice. Manager of the Year. I, I'm going to be... I'm going to be biased. I'm going to go with... I'm gonna go with. Mm. I can't do it. I'm gonna go with Dave Roberts. <laughs> I wanted to pick Terry so bad, but you look at the Dodgers. They had the most injuries in the in the Major League Baseball this year. They still won their division. They played without Clayton Kershaw. They were fantastic. It has a lot to do with managing. He made some gutsy calls in Game Five against the Nats. I know we don't really incorporate the playoffs, but uh, I'm gonna go with Roberts. I think Collins will get some votes. I think he should end up second, but it's Roberts. I I was gonna say Roberts, but someone who's won Manager of the Year in the past, and he's gonna win it again this year. It's gonna be Joe Madden with that Cubs team. I understand. Look at that roster; they're fast. They have the great, one of the best pitching rotations in baseball. Uh, Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, they got a whole team. But Joe Madden's just an unbelievable manager. Uh, I know he didn't have to face all the. Injuries and they didn't have any. Can you think of one signal? All right, um, Kyle Schwarber. Kyle Schwarber. Yeah, but they uh, 
It's not a question, man. That was before regular season even started. Yeah, I mean, well, it was, I think it was in the very beginning. Oh, it was first series, maybe. I mean, besides that, which didn't seem to affect them at all, they have not faced any major injuries, especially to the rotation. Rotation stayed completely out. Exactly. But, uh, you know, Joe Madden deserve, definitely deserves, uh, within the top three, if you ask me. Um, now that we're both in the LICS, LCS is uh, it's a little cheating. Who do you think they're going to end up getting there at this point? I think Cleveland definitely would top too well. And I think Chicago. I, how, I, what, you want Clint Kershaw to pitch every single game? I think the, I think the pressure's mounting on the Cubs, man. I, they've, you know, they've hit under 200 in the last five uh, LCS games, or six LCS games now, going back to last year with the Mets. They, have, they haven't played. What's the series? Uh, right now. One, one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Kershaw pitched seven shutout innings yesterday. Uh, and they're going to have to throw him another two days? They're gonna for, no, they're going to have to face him one more time. But even if, I mean, it's Roberts has been a great bullpen manager. He's, known, he's pushed the exact right buttons this season. So I think it's going to be Chicago. I think it's going to be Cleveland, and I do hope they do win it because Cleveland is such a you know, fun team to root for. Uh, listen, uh, the fact that this city didn't win a championship for 50-plus years, the Cavaliers and now the Indians, maybe, it's, it's a great story. Um, to bring it back, you know, a little less than 20 minutes. Ah, here we go. All right. And it's all predictions. <laughs> you want to start? We'll start with um, – when I did it with Rob, I didn't want to – I know he was, uh, he was working. I didn't want to take up too much of his time. You want to do the – Divisions, we'll do the wild cards, and we'll get we'll on. do all that fun stuff. Yeah. So, I give you the honors, my friend, to go first. Um, For the Metro, the Metropolitan, you're not going to like it. But I'm just saying, this is honestly, I go, was go, thinking about this. Go ahead. Capitals are going to get the one seed. Without a doubt. That's one of the best teams in the league. Without a doubt. Ovechkin's unbelievable. The Penguins. The second seed, and less than at least in the third seed, is going to be the New York Islanders. Um, my wild card. Well, we'll get to the wild card. No, no, go Can ahead. Go, go ahead. Yeah, go. I'll get to the other division. Yeah, I'll get to the other. I was going to say the Atlantic. I think Tampa's going to end up winning that division again. Uh, the Panthers going to get the second. They're going to miss. Uh, who just got hurt? Huberdeau. I'm going to go Boston uh, in the third. Well, I'm rising teams in that division, man. I don't know. I don't know. I like Boston. I I know uh, Rob, uh, our friend Rob Taub said they're going to be the biggest disappointment, but I don't think so. They could be. They're an old team. They, they are really an old team, but they're very veteran. They are, but these veterans, it's a young man's game, man. We saw that opening night with Austin <laughs> Matthews. I, I could see, you know, Detroit maybe making a push. They have a lot of young guys. Twenty three straight years. I know. And they got a lot I of know. new they got a, they had a big turnover. Nielsen, you know, he's a very underrated player. They had a lot of big turnover with a couple of players, you know, two being Islanders. Um then they signed who they signed uh Nielsen and they signed who's the second guy they signed from the uh, Then they signed two Islanders or was it just Nielsen? Thomas Vanek they signed two, I believe. He actually had two goals in the first game. Nice to see from him. All right, who do you guys draw wild cards? Um, the Atlantic's very unpredictable, by the way. Up and down. Uh, after the after the uh, Lightning with the injury to um, uh, wow, Huberdeau, I think it's very unpredictable. 
then we got the what from the wild card. I think it's going to be the Rangers and the Flyers. Who else? A lot of people are jumping on that Flyers band. Like I don't. The ghost. The ghost. The defense is just un. The defense is not as bad as the Rangers, but it's got its moments. And I don't know. We'll see what this Flyers team. Um, what about in the Western? Not shut to my East first. I'll do the East first. Um, so in the East first, I got um the Rangers as number one. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I do have the Capitals as my first seed. Uh, in the Metropolitan Division, up and down, they just have the best roster, best goaltender, uh, the best pure scorer in this league. So I'm definitely going to have to go with the Caps on number one. Uh, number two, I have the Penguins, Stanley Cup champions, a lot of depth on this team. It's going to be interesting to see how the goalie situation pans out. Uh, great defense, probably one of the best defenders in all of hockey in Crystal Tang, even though also one of the dirtiest. So I'm going to go with the Penguins. Um, number three, I'm going to go I, – I wouldn't want to face the Penguins in the first round. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, I'm going to go with the Rangers. Now, I can so see the Rangers and the Islanders uh, badgering back and forth, neck and neck for that third seed. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if the Islanders did end up getting the third seed. I think these teams are both very talented teams. Uh, obviously, the Rangers do have the goaltending edge, even if it's not head-to-head with Halak, but that's not what we're talking about right now. Uh, defense is far superior from the Rangers. Uh, the Rangers just look fat. Let me tell you, they just outskate. They, they're going back to their philosophy that they had a few years ago from when they got to the finals. Make the game into a track meet. Make the other team chase you down, which they did that with the Islanders. They tried to do it with the Blues. Unfortunately, the Blues are just a great team. They slowed the Rangers down a little bit. But you saw an opening night with the Islanders. This team turned the game into a track meet. They were physical. They got production out of their fourth line, which they struggled with last season. This team can be – now, this team, I think they can end up with 90 points. I think there's a possibility they can end up with 100 points, closer up to 100. Uh, there's a lot of talent on this team, a lot to be excited about. The defense, though, scares you. The, de- the defense has the possibility to just derail this entire team something the Islanders have structured very well. Uh, I'm going to go with the Rangers in third. Uh, in the Atlantic, uh, pretty much the same as Stevens. I have Tampa Bay, Detroit, uh, except for the third. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, except for the third seed. Third seed, I I do have, I have Montreal. Uh, Carey Price is back. He's healthy. And it... I just I don't think much of the Atlantic because Subban's gone now, which is the stupidest thing. Now the first couple of years Weber's contract or Weber's gonna be great for the first couple of years. I think as age as age comes along, then it's gonna hit him hard. But uh, that was a crazy trade. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Canadians as, as the third seed in that conference. You know the Islanders is the first wild card. Again, I told you this team has a lot of potential. I don't think much of their coaching. I think if they have this guy stick around, they don't improve in the coaching uh, coaching department. I, I think it takes away a lot of potential that this team could have. Excuse me. And then in the last wild card seed, um, I am going to go with a little bit of a surprise. Well, I'm going to go with, not surprise, but I'm going to go with Florida. Uh, still a young, good team. They have Yager back. Uh, Yager and Luongo back, both veterans. 
both good players still playing well at a high level, even at their age. Uh, yes, they're going to miss uh, Huberdeau for a few weeks, but or a few, more than a month, actually. But uh, just, I still see them. Especially if you look at the other candidates, I don't think much of the Flyers. I think the Sabres and the Maple Leafs are still a year or two away. And the Senators, I don't think much of. No, I don't either. So, that's my I pick. Mean, I do have uh, former Rangers, Eric Prasad. Yeah, that's my pick. I honestly, with the wild cards in the division, with the Rangers, I, don't know, I can see it going either way. I wouldn't be surprised if, there, if uh, those two spots would then flip-flop, as they were doing a lot last season. Well, for my, uh, you know, for my Western uh, Conference, uh, well, I'll go to the divisions. The Central Division, I'm going to go with uh, the, the National Predators as the number one seed. Uh, again, one of the best teams in the in the league. Uh, then I'm going to go with Chicago as the second seed. And I think I'm going to go with the Blues in the third. And for the Pacific... We're going to go with the Sharks to win the division again. We're going to go with Calgary as a second seed. Okay. And I can see Edmonton, uh, a fight for the third between the Kings and Edmonton. The third and the first wild card spot. Excuse me. That can be a fun team to watch this year. they got a lot lot of good young guys. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, I want to talk about them in a little bit. Uh, so for my wild card, I'm going to say Edmonton gets the third seed uh, in that league. So I'll have the Sharks uh, for the first, the Flames in the second, Oilers third. Interesting, interesting division there. And for the wild card, I'm going to go with the Kings in the first wild card spot. And I'm going to go with Winnipeg as a lot of people hurry on them. My second spot. I mean, they had, you have that rookie, uh, Patrick Lane. Yeah, actually, that was, uh, we had Rob on. He actually picked him to win the Calder, mm. aside from uh, Austin Matthews, or besides uh, excluding Austin Matthews. So, that was actually surprising. I mean, he's supposed to be good. But, uh, that's my picks. Uh, Biggest surprise to you, Mario? Well, in the Western Conference, if you just, you know, if you let me take my turn, thank you very much, sir. Don't look at me with those big blue eyes. You're right. Stuart Kuzma, you know, Joe from Maris, right? Creep you out a little bit. Um, oh, you're, you're watching. Oh, yes, there we go. Oh, let's just jump the gun. Let's just kick your partner off. You know, what are you going to do? Uh, about less than 10 minutes to go on the show. Um, first seed, I'm going to go with... I'm actually going to go with Dallas. Uh, I think they have two of top seven players in hockey with Ben and Segan. Uh, expect good things out of Miami this year. They brought most of the, uh, most of the same guys back from last year. I think they're going to have a lot of success in the regular season. Might be the Capitals a little bit. <laughs> I could see them. I could see them having a very good regular season. The jury's still out when it comes to the post. When it comes to playoff time. Um, in the second seed, I'm going to go with Nashville. A lot of people are high on them. They have Subban now, which he, he already scored a goal in his first game. A lot of talent on that front line. And, uh, again, uh, Patrick Rene is fantastic. Pick up Rene. What did I say? Patrick. Patrick. I got to get some rest. Uh, I'm going to go with St. Louis as the third. A lot of talent on that team. Tarasenko, one of the best players in hockey. Uh, Jerry's still out to me on Jake Allen. It was a really peculiar thing for them to do. Trade away Brian Elliott. Uh, you know, 
Shatner, uh, Shattenkirk, Tarasenko, I mentioned, uh, Stancy still on that team. There's a lot of good players on that team that are going to have a lot of success for that. Um, did you say your wild card teams? Yeah. Who did you have? I had the Kings and Winnipeg. Oh, did you? Did you keep Chicago out? No, they're my second team. Oh. I kept Dallas out. Oof, I'm out of it. Um, okay, San Jose, I'm going to take it the first team in the Pacific, building off a of Stanley Cup appearance. I expect more good things from Martin Jones. They're my first seed. <coughs> I'm going to take L.A. as my second seed. Uh, we'll see what happens with Quick. It's still a very good, deep team. And then I'm going to take Calgary as my – or not Calgary. I'm going to take Anaheim as my third. Again, a lot of talent on that team. Goaltending is still suspect, which seems to be the case in a, a lot of these teams in the Western Conference aside from – Nashville, and I even think uh, San Jose has great goaltending with um, Martin Jones. So I'm going to go with them. Uh, as the wild card, I'm going to go with the Blackhawks and uh, Calgary. Calgary again, Johnny Judeau. How good is he? He's great. Uh, he's Johnny Hockey. Exactly. Uh, just hopefully he doesn't end up as Johnny Football where he's at right now. You don't have Edmonton in? Nah, no, I think there's still another year or two away. But David's fantastic. That's what I'm saying. Uh, the defense still needs work. My one Lucic, the addition of Lucic doesn't hurt. <laughs> yeah, I just I think there are better teams in this West. This is a great West. Oh, this is a great Western Conference. I think there's better teams in this Western Conference. I could see them being on the bubble. Don't be surprised if they end up with 90, 92 points this year, and they're in in it for a while. I just think again, Calgary has a lot of talent, better goaltending. I do, you know, sorry to uh, Mr. Cam Talbot, but. You see a deficiencies on that defense with Edmonton and how it's getting not exposed, but Griffin Reinhardt. They waived Griffin Reinhardt. I think he got sent back to his AHL AHL team. As you can tell, he just didn't couldn't make it in the NHL. Like, yeah, even with the Islanders. So yeah, so that's my Western Conference. We're running out of time here. Gonna go with uh, Stephen. Go ahead, conference mat guard your conference matchups and your Stanley Cup winner. Uh, conference matchup? Conference championship matchup. I'm going to go Tampa and the Capitals. Uh, I think the Capitals are very, very good, but I think Tampa's going to end up winning it again, and they're going to go uh, to the Stanley Cup. Uh, what about your Western Conference ones? Western Conference. I'm going to go with Nashville and San Jose. Uh, I think San Jose will be right back there. Uh, so hard to get back. I know. So I know hard. it is. But they have a great team. Martin Jones is it was unbelievable last season. I think he's going to be great again. And, you know, they're very, uh, you know, they're a veteran team. With Pavelski, Thornton, Marlo, Burns. They got a, a bunch of great guys. And even some upcoming uh, younger ones in, what's his name, uh, Domsky or whatever. Where is that? Uh, oh, San Jose. Jose, yeah. DeRose, DeRose, something like that. Um, I, I, I like San Jose, and I think it's going to end up being Washington versus Nashville. Not Washington, Tampa Bay versus Nashville in the Stanley Cup final. Who's winning that game? Tampa Bay Lightning. See, the only thing that I'm skeptical, uh, skeptical of, I don't know what's going to happen in that goalie situation, if they trick Bishop or not. Um, Nashville's great. He is, but just, I don't know. Bishop's polish, he's been there before. Um... So is so is the other one. I'm gonna go with a rematch of last year in the Eastern Conference with Tampa and Pittsburgh. I just think with Washington, I have to. They have the most talent, and it's not it it's not that close. 
the fact is, I just haven't seen them do it in the postseason. And until and this, there's been two teams they can't get through, it's the Rangers and the Penguins. I guarantee you're going to see, if not one, both of those teams in the postseason. So I'm going to go with Tampa Bay beating Pittsburgh this time. And in the Western Conference, I'm actually going to agree with you. I'm going to go with Nashville beating uh, San Jose. I think, I, listen, I saw it a couple years ago with the Rangers. It's hard to get back there. By the time you're there, they're trying to get there the second time around. You're exhausted by the kind of the Western Conference, uh, the conference finals comes. So I'm actually going to go with um, Nashville beating Tampa Bay. Um, again, I don't know what's going on with Tampa Bay. Cool uh, tending situation. Pekarin is fantastic. I think Subban's going to give a lot of fruition to that line. <laughs> Defensive core out in Nashville. But on the Tampa Bay side, they did sign up Nikita Kucherov, who's very, very underrated. Kucherov! Nikita Kucherov! All right, all right, let's call it alone. He's been great. No, Nikita Kucherov is a very underrated player. He's one of the most proven players in this league. And uh, Tampa Bay is very lucky to have him on, on, the, on their squad. couple minutes left. What do you got on your awards? Calder's obviously on after with Austin Matthews. Uh, I mean, just look at his first game in the NHL. His first period, he scored two goals. He's unbelievable. That's fantastic. Uh, I'm gonna go actually agree with you with Matthews. Um, I like you know I've heard good things about Lane. I haven't seen him yet, but uh, Matthews got off to a hot start. So uh, with the heart, I'm I'm gonna go with I think Tavares takes that next step. Now he's I, again he's very overlooked because he's overlooked because he's such a good. I think he's one of the best two way defense uh, two way players in hockey. He's great defensively. Uh, he's gonna be playing on a line with Lad. Is he, no, not Lad. Um, who's he on the line with this year now? Yeah, he's on Lad, the Lad and Shabara. Uh, they made it tonight the, the second game, but he was with Bailey last night. And they look awesome. He, uh, a, by the way, great one for the Islanders, first one of the season. Yeah, and you know he take. I think he takes that next step this year. I sure hope in so. the numbers. It was first goal yesterday. So. Yeah, you- but um, what I was gonna say, I have to. You know what? I'm gonna go with Don Tavares. I'm gonna make an argument for Connor McDavid. He's going to be, I think, soon a 40 to 50 goal scorer. 19 year old. If the Oilers make it, you know, postseason. It's going to be a big reason for it. And he, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Connor McDavid is going to be a stud in this league. If not, he is already. Two years younger than I am. Three years younger than you. It's ridiculous. Um, the Vesna. Easy. Very um, easy. Go ahead. I'm going to go with Brian Holpe. Back to back Vesna trophies. Yeah, I think uh, I think the same. I think Carey Price can give him a run for his money if he stays healthy. If he stays course. healthy, but obviously that's a big issue. Um, what are we missing? Rocket Rashard. <coughs> what? Rocket Rashard. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, it's gonna be Ovechkin again. Uh, he's won like consecutive Rocket Rashard trophies like the past couple of years. He's been great. Yeah, I don't know how many people are going to play in the league. I think, again, McDavid probably. I could, I, I could see Tarasenko giving him a run for Tarasenko, his money. Tarasenko, McDavid, give him a run for his money. Uh, the best defensive, uh, I'm forgetting the award's name, best defensive uh, player. Uh, I'm going to go with Sue Man. I think he has new life in out in Nashville. I think they, lo- they love him already. I mean, I think he's a guy who's going who's gonna to thrive under the bright lights in, in the U.S. Yeah, I think... Yeah, that's what I was, I was thinking too, but I'm going to go with Aaron Ekblad again. He won it last year. Uh, the Norris. Norris, yes. Yeah, I think Aaron Ekblad, what, if not the best defensive player in the league. You got 60 seconds. You think a team that disappoints, team that surprises. 
I read an O-line. The surprising team is uh, the Edmonton Oilers. And I agree with you on that one. I think with Connor McDavid, he's going to bring them to uh, a postseason. And biggest disappointment, I'm sorry to say, but the Rangers, I think they, I don't know where they upgraded much on this team. Well, they obviously have the best goaltender in the entire league. They had a complete turnover in age on the front, on their, in their forwards. What are you talking about? You don't know where they changed much. The Ben and Jad is here. The Ben and Jad, yeah, but. Grabner is here. It's Grabner! Grabner was, Grab, yeah. Are you watching Trust the game? Trust watching the first, give it 30 games. Grabner, the Ben Jad, Buchnevich, Vessi. Who hasn't even had any NHL experience yet? This pack, the fact is they've gotten a lot younger. They changed a little bit on the defense. Disappointment. Well, what's your expectations for them if they're going to be just dis- You had them in the postseason, so what's your expectations? I just don't. I'm not high on them. Uh, my disappointment is the um, – you're insane. My disappointment is the Bruins. Uh, I think they're going to miss out on the postseason. I think the decline, full decline is coming for them. I'm curious, where, where is your, what's your expectation? What are your expectations? We are, I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm giving yeah. that another minute. What are your expectations for the Rangers this season? I'm curious. Uh, you know, they're supposed to be one of the best teams in Henry, with Henrik Lundqvist as their goaltender. With, where is all the veterans? And, you know, it's not a good mix. You got players who are veterans, and then you got some players uh, uprising, you know. How is that not a good mix? That's the mix you want. What are you talking about? You want a team with all oldies skating around? I just, I'm not walking on their defense. Neither am I. And that's why I don't think they're going to be, they should be at the top of the league. They should be around the playoff spot and hopefully they can make a run at the end. I think I could see them missing the playoffs at the end. Like, I, I have them in the playoffs. The big deficiency is your, is your coach. Your coach looks lost out there half the time. Oh, well, we're going to have a lot of fun this season. Yeah, right? yeah, a lot of fun. I think one of us is going to end up losing teeth. All right, so uh, that's it. We'll see you guys on a football Friday. Weissman and I on I-94 Sports Network. I'm Errol. And I'm Steven. My delusional partner is, is Steven. Have a good, good day, guys. Have a good week, guys. Are you still mixing station gas and oil for your string trimmer, leaf blower, or chainsaw? Eliminate the mess and the guesswork with True Fuel, the original pre-mixed two-cycle fuel. True Fuel is ethanol-free and precision-engineered for small engines, improving performance and extending the life of your outdoor power equipment. And True Fuel is available for both two- and four-cycle engines. Empower your equipment with True Fuel. Available at your local home and garden center today.